quite time for the 2023 Waterfront Blues Festival, but it is time for OMN's annual preview from the lips of artistic director and ace guitarist Peter Damon. The festival is back at full strength after weathering COVID, the same old beautiful grass-covered park alongside the Willamette from July 1st to 4th. There will be some old favorites, others returning from long absences, newcomers we've heard about, and some we will discover, and that's one of the delights of the festival. The cruises, the food, the sun, and the breezes all await, as does the headliner, Buddy Guy, who is advertising this appearance as his damn right farewell tour. Welcome back, Peter Damon. Well, hey, Guitar Slinger. Howdy. How you doing? It's good to be back. Yeah, nice to see you. It's been a long time. It's been a year. It's been a year. It's been a year. Yeah. (laughs) We do this every year. We've done this every year for years and years and years. Well, with a few years, yes, lapse in between. Right. Yeah. Right. Must be must be really gratifying, or must be good for you to a, a good feeling to to get back to full strength and and just do your thing. Yeah, you know, last last year's festival was really great. Yeah. I mean, it really felt really felt great to be back in the bowl. We had good crowds. The lineup was really strong. And, you know, my great fear was that people wouldn't come back downtown. You know, yeah. a lot of those people yeah. hadn't been to downtown Portland probably since the pandemic mm-hmm. hit, hit us in like two years. And I just thought, are they going to really come back downtown? And they did. They did. Yeah. They did. And it was great. It, yeah. I, I just felt so elated. And the performances were so profound i mean they're so moving i mean people just really reached deep huh. i i saw th- things on our main stage kind of a level of connection and uh emotional connection that i don't think i've ever seen on our stage before. wow i mean like wow. war and treaty were just uh-huh. amazing and the the wood brothers yeah. Who I'd seen before and mm-hmm. in different contexts, you know, and I always thought, oh, those guys would be good for the for the festival. Mm-hmm. They completely blew me away. I just was like, wow, this is like a, just a different level of uh, artistry, you know, or, yeah. or emotional connection to what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we, that, you know. That's great because yeah. you know what? Because um, you're just not some guy that curates concerts and festivals you're a musician yeah and for you to say that after all the things you've heard and all the things you've played that's that's yeah that's really saying yeah i was really moved i mean and it was partly because i've been cooped up for a couple of years and i was ready to hear things too i mean you know yeah the kind of just going through the motions and getting jaded about things i mean that was not happening last year uh, you know, people didn't just uh-huh. show up and play the gig. They yeah. were like digging deep. You That's know? great. That's great. I so mean, that was that uh, was pretty cool. Of all the and and you mean considering all the wonderful, the great performances we've had at the festival over the years. That's that's yeah. really saying something. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it was about um, reopening Portland. I mean, there was a. Yeah. That was our mission: was to try to help open the door to downtown portland and uh-huh. bring begin the recovery 
yeah for, of the city because and yeah. the city still has a long way to go but it's it's in a different place than it was you know in the right peak of the dysfunction and yeah yeah pandemic yeah. and huh. protests and everything i mean it, yeah you know, seems like we have turned a corner but there's still a lot lot to do but yeah well it's great that you have something to do with that you know yeah i mean it feels um yeah it feels great yeah. It's great. It's what, yeah. you know, it's what has always really moved me about this festival um, is the way it sort of ties our community together and mm -hmm. brings elements of the community to the surface that we don't see all the time. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, you know, and allows us to celebrate in a way that we don't otherwise. Yeah, yeah. that's so, great. Yeah, I mean, I really began to understand the real value of what we do down there mm -hmm. through this pandemic and mm -hmm. it's like yeah we're not just putting on a party i mean there's there's a lot more to this i that. never thought that that's all it was i never did either but no. it really became clear to me how important it is to the health of a community to have yep. an event like this yep yep hey so. that, that's why that, that's <laughs> And especially when you know when when Oregon Music News was more involved before I got before I got sick, um, you know I mean that's uh, that's why we did all that stuff. Yeah, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So look, so I look. see Mr. Buddy Guy's at Here the top go. of the list. Buddy Guy, you know. I've known that we needed to get Buddy Guy back here uh -huh. for several years. Yeah, and. Um, when they said this is his last tour, okay, <laughs> we had to have Buddy Guy on the. Is it this really, year. or is it like is he like Cher? <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. They've kind of dinked around with the way we could actually list it. You uh -huh. know, uh -huh. they wouldn't let us say it would be the final time you'll ever see him in Portland, for yeah. instance. <laughs> it's his last tour. What that exactly means, we remains to be seen. But. Um, I, I think it's the last ground tour he's ever yeah. done. Oh, that just makes you it know. more fun. Yeah. You know, and if he comes back and does another one. I'll be there. Or, yeah. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll go see him. It's uh, we're, we, I, when, when we were publishing the print magazine, Yeah. we had uh, just this wonderful, this is this 14, in 2014, uh, I guess, was that, was that the last time he was in? Anyway. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. We, one of our, we had a, we had this, a wonderful writer, Aliyah Wyndham, you know, mm -hmm. who does, has moved on to other, other artistic pursuits and other pursuits, and, it's, and we, we still miss her writing. Uh, but she wrote, uh, she wrote the cover story mm -hmm. for that, because we, we, uh, we had a print magazine at that time also, yeah. uh, besides being uh, online. And she just wrote this fabulous story, so we're going to run the, we're, we're going to bring that back and run that again this time. Oh, cool! Yeah, cool! Yeah, yeah. Well, when I was in high school, playing uh -huh. in a garage band doing British uh, invasion bands huh. like the Kinks and yeah. early Stones stuff, we heard there was a free concert in downtown Chicago, down in Grant Park, mm. and we thought it was like a free rock concert, and there was this. Uh, what I thought was like a southern rock band, Muddy Waters. Oh, let's go see the Muddy Waters got band. Yeah. Um, so we went, uh, the whole band went down. We all were on the football team, too. So we ditched the Saturday practice and went down to the um, first Grand Park Blues Festival. Ah, we walked wow. in, 
and Coco Taylor was singing Wang Dang Doodle as we arrived. And I went, whoa, what is this? And, you know, Wang Dang Doodle was getting, had gotten airplay around then, you know, the late 60s. Uh But in one day I saw Muddy and Howlin' Wolf (laughs) and Buddy Guy and Junior Wells. Oh, So that was the first time i ever saw buddy guy yeah remember and, that um, remember that buddy guy junior wells album uh, on blue thumb that had all the the, the blue and, and white vinyl uh which one was uh, that there's a song that's uh keep her man buying wigs all the time oh <laughs> yeah i do remember that <laughs> the one that was really instrumental to me was hoodoo man uh, was, yeah that was kind of the first one on, on delmark and that was like yeah that changed everybody's life yeah in my world anyway yeah you were on the football team? Yeah. What position did you play? I was uh, I was actually captain, co-captain. I was defensive halfback and offensive halfback. And I know sense. this is really hard for you to believe. It's very hard for me to believe. But I was <laughs> an all-conference defensive halfback. I believe that. I was like this ferocious 145-pound <laughs> back who knocked people out of games. I don't know exactly how Jeez. he did that, but... <laughs> I connected with some inner rage that I didn't know that I had. <laughs> but luckily I was too small to play college cuz I would have I would be brain dead by now. I would definitely have had had And so where do you channel that these days? Oh, playing. <laughs> oh, you know. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, Paul, when I first joined the Paul Delay band, so every once in a while it says, you know, you don't always have to be so ferociously angry when you take a solo. There's a, there are other emotional states you can try to get into. But um, I don't think funny. I'm quite as angry as I used to be. I've burnt some of that through some of that stuff. <laughs> anyway. Well, I'm sure you come out to a better place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it is the kind—I I learned during the pandemic that that kind of— Bi-weekly purging of that uh-huh. energy uh-huh. is was cathartic and ha- sure. and important to me. And oh yeah, to go for a year without really having that release was uh-huh. very strange. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. and it had it had been three decades probably since I had uh, not been doing that. So wow. it was really weird. Anyway. Yeah, it was weird for everybody. Yeah, weird for everybody. <laughs> so, so we're still coming out of it. Yeah. Here we go. So speaking of Paul, yeah. I see you've got David Vest coming in. David Vest is coming back. He has his first gig around here in five years, yeah. I think. Yeah. Huh. Um, you yeah. Are you playing with him? I think I'm going to have Terry Robb's band. Back really? Up. Yeah. That's they, interesting. Yeah, they've, they've done some stuff up in... Uh, Canada together, and I just thought, well, yeah, the, the jazz guys, Dave, Dave Captain and Gary and Gary Hobbs, yeah, 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 that's great. Yeah, I think it'll be really cool. I and saw David one time in a, in a what was what is that club that used to be a bowling alley in Northeast? You know what I mean? Over here, yeah, spare room, yeah, spare room, spare right, room. right, yeah. They booked him in a solo gig. No gig. Nobody was there. Uh-huh. So he just he just sat there and he he played a whole set of Roy Orbison and then he played a whole set of Thelonious Monk. Yeah, yeah, he can do that. We did a Sun Ra show with him. One I time. was there. Yeah, yeah I, from I, Memphis to 
What was it called? I don't remember, but uh, it he, was some he, catchphrase. He had me come in and read Sun Ra poetry. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, it'll be great to see him. Yeah, yeah it'll be great, great to, to see him. him. Yeah, boy. Uh, okay, let's go. All right. So the big uh, guns this year are Buddy Guy, of course. Yes. Uh, the Mavericks we have been trying to bring back for a few years. Uh huh. They, you know, when they were here in 2018, they closed the stage in with one of the most brilliant sets I've ever seen on the mm. stage. They were just mm-hmm. fabulous. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not a hardcore blues act by any stretch of the imagination. They're mm-hmm. they're an Americana band, but yeah. um, but they're really great. They're just really great. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I think that people who like blues call Americana blues, and people like Americana call it call it Americana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The labels just... are. I mean, you know, Gary Clark Jr. Yeah, who's a g- blues guitar slinger from Austin, Texas. Yeah, refuses to be labeled as a blues guy he, uh-huh. for for you know. Uh-huh. He played waterfront when he was in high school he he allowed himself wow. to be described as a blues guitarist <laughs> at that point when we paid him like 500 bucks and a plane ticket to play you know but um he doesn't he doesn't describe himself as a blues guy huh you know huh. okay all right got anyway. the mavericks who we yeah got? the mavericks uh jj gray and mofro are coming back nice um they haven't been here since 2016 i think uh-huh um I've always really liked the way they sort of pushed the boundaries and mm-hmm. sort of reinvented this genre. Um, Corey Wong is coming uh-huh. for the first time. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't know him. He'll be really fun. That'll be a fun... I just I just put fun. him in my radio show a couple of weeks ago. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah, he'll be fun. Um, yeah. And sort of the foil to him is this funk baseball bassist named Nick West, who worked with Prince at one point. She's a really flamboyant. Uh, oh, uh, right, right, um, right. Funk machine. So, uh-huh. well, you know. One it, night we're going to have kind of be deep into the funk thing. So, Prince and flamboyant go to go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's great. Uh, Los Lonely Boys are returning. Uh huh. Uh, it's been a, over a decade since they played Waterfront. Uh, and, wow. Um, you know, there's kind of they're one of the few uh, roots blues acts that's had a number one pop hit. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's all you really, need. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can find one. It's true. Yeah. Um, it's not, I've, really always cool. said, I've always said you just yeah. need one hit. Yeah. You know, keep keep those royalties rolling in. Yeah. And that you're never too old to have a hit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're really cool cool guys i, I think I, you can I still really, have a hit yeah you Me? you yes <laughs> i'm still waiting for that album of yours <laughs> no no i'm just i'm part of the support staff ah, boo. i'm the guitar guy just another guitar guy <laughs> um the sort of the so the, those are the kind of the the big uh-huh. guys who are coming this year uh-huh. Uh-huh. the support card is really interesting this yes year. really strong yeah you know some legacy types but a lot of people who are pushing the genre in new directions and mm-hmm. reinventing it and um and that's i think kind of our mission and well it has been f- 
for a long time, really. Sure. I mean, I've always felt like that was our mission. But now, with Buddy Guy really moving on, I mean, he's kind of the last. Yes. He's the last one who was part of that original yep. Yep. In immigration from the South to Chicago. He's Absolutely. kind of the la- really the last guy standing. Who Wait a minute, isn't Billy Boy Arnold still, still alive? Yeah, he's alive, <laughs> but he's not touring. No, I tried to. No. I Did you? You know, because Kim, Kim yeah. wrote that great book about him. Yeah, we had him, we had Kim in here to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, and him. I tried to get him to con- convince uh, Billy Boy to come out, and he's just, uh, he's just really doesn't want to, he doesn't want to yeah. tour, doesn't, yeah, who can blame him, you know? Well, right. Anyway. So, uh, what do we have? Well, one of the acts that I'm really looking uh, forward to is Amethyst Kia. I don't know that one. Yeah. Yeah, she's really cool. She is. Um, Jason Isbell's using her as a, as mm-hmm. her su- his support on a lot of his tour next summer. Huh. huh. Not when he comes through this part of the world, I don't think. But um, anyway, she's really an interesting songwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, she writes deep stuff. She's an interesting guitar player. Her band's fun. Anyway, that's something I'm looking forward to. Another one is um, Sunny War. Uh-huh. Sonny War is another um, young Afro-American guitar player, singer, songwriter. Uh-huh. She's kind of blown up very recently. She's been on late night TV a couple times. Yeah. She's getting some traction. That's great. And um, one of her occasional collaborators, Chris Pierce, is also coming. Mm-hmm. He has his own thing that he does. He's a, he's a young Afro-American singer, songwriter, guitar player. Um, but they do a thing together also called Warren Pierce, which is hmm. which is pretty pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, what, what? How how would you classify them? Um, there's well, but probably more on the Americana end of the of uh-huh. things than the blues uh-huh. things. They do definitely do. They're blues based, but yeah. um, you know they're singing about current. Yeah, they're not trying to recreate. Some bygone legacy, you know. They uh-huh. are gotcha. Just writing music that comes from their roots, uh-huh. and the blues is part of their roots, but yeah, it's not really what defines them. Gotcha. Uh, on the other hand, we have Eric Gales, who's uh, you know a blues guitar shredder, and you can expect that he and Buddy Guy will do some kind of get yeah. into some pyrotechnics. You know, here. a lot of all these people you're telling me about could be classified as headliners. Yeah. Eric Gales, for sure. Oh, Eric Gales is... Well, Joe Bonamassa says he's the greatest blues guitar player alive right now. Wow. So, and he is. I mean, I've seen a lot of guitar players, including Hendrix, live. Yeah, I did too. And Otis Rush and Buddy Guy. And Eric Gales is... He's another notch above, just as a musician and a uh-huh. guitar player, he's another notch above all those guys. He's wow. really, yeah. he is kind of a superhuman guitar player. In, in what way? Just his, uh, his finesse. I mean, uh-huh. he has incredible control. Uh-huh. But his um, artistic, and he can play anything. I mean, he can really like hear anything and play anything. And it's not just blues stuff that he can play uh-huh. it can you know he will draw on symphonics 
really lyricism that I've you know <laughs> it'll come into his solos. Yeah. Um, if there's any kind of downside to him, he's he's a little ADD. I mean, he just huh? moves so fast from uh-huh. idea to idea that it's yeah. sometimes I just want him to like hang in a, a <laughs> groove for a couple seconds. <laughs> Don't leave that spot. That's so great. Sounds like James Booker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it is a little bit like that. Yeah. It's just throwing everything into the mix. Right. Um, yeah, Eric Gales is just a brilliant guitar player. Yeah. Now there's another brilliant guitar player who's not so well known is from Wisconsin who's also coming named huh. Greg Koch. Huh. Now Greg Koch, um, Joe Bonamassa is yeah. also called <laughs> pound for pound the greatest guitar player alive right now. Wow. The, the greatest blues guitar player alive right now. Huh. He's um, he's all over YouTube and kind of instructional video stuff. Yeah. He does this kind of wild, you know, he demonstrates different kind of guitar <laughs> uh, amps and pedals and uh-huh. different guitar manufacturers have him demonstrate things at NAMM all the time. I mean, uh-huh. he's, he's a geek. <laughs> he came years ago as a guitar player with um, Malford Milligan. Ah. From the the albino uh, soul singer from uh-huh. Austin, huh. that was the first time I ever saw him, and he yeah. completely blew me away. Yeah. So anyway, he's coming back for the first time, and it was more than a decade ago that he came to mm. Waterfront mm-hmm. with Malford. Um, Celise is a guitar player who I first saw with Lizzo on. Really? Saturday Night Live, ah. yeah. She was the guitar player with Lizzo. And I wow. went, whoa, she is cool. Then I just kind of discovered that she plays Benson amps, which are made here in Portland. So ah. she was endorsed by Benson. So mm-hmm. I saw some clips of her. Anyway. You like Benson amps? Yeah. Yeah? I don't have one. Yeah. Um, but I've played through a what couple are they, of like them. really expensive like Monette trumpets. <laughs> yeah, they're they're I mean they're not they're not uh they're not more expensive than other boutique amps. Yeah. You know. Um I'm going to have to have that what is what Chris what, Benson is the guy. I'm going to have to have him in here. Yeah, he's a great guy and yeah. and it, there aren't that many guys in the blues world that play his stuff, but um mm-hmm. in the Sort of Americana pickathon world. Mm. A lot of people are mm-hmm. playing mm-hmm. his amps. Mm. The guys who play electric play through his amps. Wow, they're they're that's good. And they're all handmade. Mm-hmm. And, wow. Anyway, what's your favorite amp? Well, I have a uh, Matchless Chieftain. Uh-huh. Matchless was a boutique amp in the '90s that all the guys who had been playing Fenders moved to really? Nashville. And all the blues guys, you know, Jimmy Vaughn started playing through one, uh-huh. Robert Cray. Uh-huh. The, something happened to the company. It kind of went out of business in the mid-'90s, and it wow. was re, uh, was resurrected. Yeah. It still exists. It's a really heavy amp. Really? It's, and it's like, it's the, been the reason why I go to the gym. <laughs> For the last 30 years, so I could carry my amp to gigs without destroying myself. It's it's two twelves. 
It's just it's an amp that sounds good at kind of any volume in any room. Uh huh. When you turn it up, it doesn't get louder. It just sort of gets bigger. Wow. It's a it's a it's a cool amp. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. If I had to do it again, would I buy an amp that's that heavy? I'm not sure. <laughs> it's like 85 pounds. You know. Wow. You can carry it. I can carry it a block before I'm courting, like, irreversible <laughs> shoulder damage, you know. Jeez. Anyway. All right, let's go. Yeah. Um, the Zydeco Cajun part of our program this uh-huh. year is going to be really interesting. It always uh, is. It always is, but this year... Um, I went down to the Lafayette Fest, uh, Aca- Festival Acadian uh-huh. in the fall and saw this guy named Jordan Thibodeau and Les Rodailleurs, huh. which is like the vagabonds, kind of. Uh-huh. That's what the translation is. And uh, Jordan Thibodeau is a kind of radical French-speaking Cajun guy. Wow. All of his materials in French. Huh? There's a move in... Cajun Louisiana to kind of resurrect uh-huh. the French language and start yeah. teaching it again in the schools. And, Interesting. And, uh, a lot of the guys who who are from there, who grew up there, like Steve Karen, who says, "Well, you know, we didn't learn French. You know, right. he's a, he's descended from French Canadians." Sure. Um, but there's a move now to kind of resurrect the hmm. um, the French traditions in Louisiana. Yeah. And, and Jordan Thibodeau is, is one of those guys. And he's got a kind of an all-star band with Cedric Watson playing uh-huh. accordion and Joël Savoie from the Pine Leaf Boys is, plays wow. guitar in it. Nice. So that'll be really interesting. Yeah. Um, C.J. Chenier is coming for the first time. C.J. Chenier is the great. son of Clifton Chenier of who course. kind of invented Zydeco music. The king of Zydeco. The king of Zydeco. Um, Steve Riley's coming back. Nice. Rusty, Rusty Matoye, who is um, a young Zydeco guy from down uh-huh. there. Uh-huh. So most of these, like Rusty and Jordan Thibodeau, I really had never heard of before uh-huh. I went down to the festival in this uh-huh. fall. So that was, that was fun. I'll bet. It was really all Zydeco and Cajun all day. For like two Jeez. days. Wow. It was a lot on multiple stages. <laughs> you know, it's probably more more than a lot of people can take, but it was really <laughs> interesting. It was really fun. And yeah. I got to hang out. You know, I was hanging out there with Steve and his family. So Oh, uh-huh. uh-huh. I had an inside scoop. Yeah, it's funny. I love Steve. And it's just, you know, I, I, it's just so funny that he didn't know any of these, the, your classic New Orleans tunes until he moved to Portland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, are you playing with him anymore? Yeah. Right. Toulouse. Yeah. Toulouse, still, we're yeah. still playing. Great. Yeah. We're Great. still playing that. Good. And uh, I sat in with the Bio Boys, Bayou Boys, the other day. Uh-huh. That's Dave Call and... Dave Call and... Um, Brian Foxworth. Uh, Edwin, Edwin was playing drums. Edwin, yeah. Sometimes yeah. Brian plays. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Steve. and yeah. yeah. That's nice. Yeah, it was fun. Arietta was singing. Was, oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be on one of the cruises. We're rolling out our cruise lineups today. That's great. Tomorrow, I guess. Wow. Um, yeah. Oh, and on the subject of French-speaking blues guys, there's this really great band i'm really looking forward to i've been trying to get them here for quite a few years uh uh-huh. called del gray 
They uh. are a French Caribbean power trio. Wow. With a tuba instead of a bass. Ah. Uh. And they are, it's just really cool. They've really come up with their own spin on this whole thing. Steel drum? Not steel drums. Okay. But, um, yeah, anyway, they'll be interesting. It's And it, again, most of their material is in French. Aha. Uh-huh. From French Guiana. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that whole Caribbean, French Caribbean history of Haiti sure. and the revolution in Haiti and the, yeah. and the sugar plantations yeah. and the rev- slave yeah. revolts and... It's just really an amazing uh, piece of history that really shaped right. the lower part of our country. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, New Orleans, New Orleans and Louisiana are, are um, were heavily shaped by sure. all of everything that happened in the Caribbean. Sure. So anyway, that's uh, another interesting. You know, really, what? Go ahead. I'm trying to think of the Fats Domino song that that that's that that was heavily influenced the Zydeco. Now I can't think of it. Oh, it'll come to you. It'll come to me. <laughs> um, another really fun band is going uh, to worth checked worth checking out uh-huh. is GA20. GA20 is um, a trio sort of led by Matt Stubbs, who is the guitar player for mm-hmm. for Charlie Musselwhite's band. Ooh. So he comes from kind of a real traditional Chicago blues background. Mm-hmm. This trio is more like the Ramones than, ah! than, than Musselwhite's band. One, two, three, four. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Um, it's really edgy. It's kind of punk. They don't have a bass player. They have two guitar players and yeah. a drummer. And it's um, it sounds a little. The energy is kind of punk rock almost. But yeah. it's um, but really what it is, it's Maxwell Street uh-huh. blues band uh-huh. sound, uh-huh. like Lefty Diz, you know. Wow. And it's just really ornery, and. <laughs> You know what I what I hear happens when they play these clubs in Boston. You know these cop for these college kids. They go, yeah. "Wow, this is really tough. We love this. What is this music? <laughs> this, this is the way blues is supposed to sound. This, this is just a, a really. This is the way the, the blues sounded on Max, uh, like on Maxwell Street. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, a more kind of. Traditional version of Chicago blues would be Rick Estrin and the Night Cats. Rick Estrin is, you know, one of the great harp players alive today. And Kid Anderson is, for my money, maybe the best straight-ahead blues guitar player. They're going to be playing together? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Kid Anderson has been in that band for... Um, I have never seen Kid Anderson. Has he, has he, you've had a, have you had him in, in, in I'm here I'm not before? sure that... Um, I don't remember ever seeing him at the festival. He's come with Little Village Foundation. Uh-huh. He's come with them, some of their, mm-hmm. uh, some of their projects. Because yeah. Kid Anderson has this whole studio, Greaseland Studios, that has... Greaseland? Greaseland, yeah. <laughs> that has recorded a whole series of really cool... Um, Projects that have won blues awards and 
you know, the, the studio is like in the guy's living room and kitchen, you know, <laughs> and the ki- the photo the photos. Well, and during the um, darkest times of the pandemic, they were doing these live video yeah concerts that were just so much fun they were really yeah they were about yeah. they were the best thing on the internet for, <laughs> for a while for a while there so he's got Every, a, everybody was trying that we did we did a whole yeah. we did about a, a, a four month series of of concerts from people's people's living rooms yeah i mean everybody uh it forced everybody to stretch a little bit yeah yeah the stuff that Greaseland did was really brilliant. I mean, it was just really fun. I just laughed all the way through everything I saw. It was wow. just really great. That's terrific. So, and the Greaseland All-Stars are coming. Mm-hmm. That's, um, uh, well, Kid, <clears throat> Kid Anderson and Jimmy Pugh. Wow. A keyboard guy who yeah. I went to high school with. Did you? Yeah. We went to the first Grand Park. He was part of the group that went down to the first Grand Park huh. Blues Festival. Um, uh, haven't they recorded with with uh, Curtis Salgado? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, Jerry Jamat often plays bass. Yeah, you know. Yeah, legendary bass player. Um, so they're coming up with uh, Alabama Mike, who's from actually now lives in based in San Francisco. <laughs> D.K. Harrell, who's a young um, uh, guitar player from Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And Nick Clark, who's a Hispanic harmonica player, uh-huh. guitar guy from Colorado. Uh-huh. All really great. All really uh-huh. great. Uh-huh. Um, Chawa is a ah, Mardi Gras Indian group. It's been a while since we had... You know, know, the Wild Magnolias and all those guys. Those original, I'm, I remember those. Yeah. The original. Yeah, I have to, I remember when the Magnolias hit the stage thinking, yeah. this is the funkiest <laughs> thing I've ever, ever heard, heard in my life. It just Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas. Big Chief Bo Dallas. Big Chief. I saw them at Tipitina's too. <laughs> that would be, boy, I really miss being down there right now. Tell me about it, because it's Jazz Fest. Jazz right between yep. French Quarter Fest and Jazz Fest. Yep. And I went for year, a lot of years, and then it just kind of... When the transition started with Waterfront, and everything was kind of like, you know... Yeah. It's just too much to do this time of year, to, to yeah. leave for like a week and a half. Right. Know, in the middle of right. everything. Yeah, I, I, miss, I miss Jazz Fest. But I Fest. miss it, boy. Yeah, man. I mean, I think some of the just most amazing mornings of my life were just kind of riding a bike through the French Quarter this time of year and just breathing all of those things in bloom. Yeah. Just such a roll, Just rolling out of bed in, uh, and heading out to, to, uh, you know, to, to the fairgrounds. Yeah. Nothing like yeah. it. Yeah, nothing like it. And? And. <laughs> Let's see, who else should I talk about? How about some local people? Well, one really interesting uh, thing will be ty- um, Tyrone Hendrix's soul all stars. Anything soul Tyrone Hendrix does is yeah. interesting. So, I mean, he's pretty much just rounded up everybody for this really? set. You uh-huh. know, Tahir will be in it. Uh huh. Um, Saeed Wright. 
Ah. Arietta, I think, is going to be in it. Um, I would Alonzo, think. Really? The gospel singer. Sure. Um, Farnell will be playing trumpet. Nice. So, you know, these are gut. These are... I don't think Portland really realizes that these are world-class, really world-class soul, R&B, yeah. funk guys. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. You know, just, you I, know, I, I play all those people on the radio all the time. Yeah, I mean, I play you on the radio all the time. <laughs> play me? Yeah. Sometimes I hear, hear it coming over the PA and go, God, that guitar part <laughs> sounds really familiar. What? Oh, geez, yeah, that is me. Wow. Um. So that will be definitely worth checking out. Yeah, Tyrone's a monster. He was just, he's, he's just. Such a cool guy, too. Exactly. You know, just, we're lucky yeah. to have him here. Yep. Your old Thomas will be back. Very good. It's been been a few years since he played the festival. Uh-huh. Um, Ty Curtis will be appearing with a new album. and It's nice. Which I haven't heard yet, but it's uh my hear is really great. Mm. Uh, oh, soul, soul vaccination with Andy Stokes. Ah, oh, great! It's been great. like over a decade since Soulvax played yeah, there. Yeah, and, but uh, the, but the addition of Andy Stokes. Yeah, that yeah. means everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Laronda, did you, hear, did you ever hear the, the the thing that Andy did with Snoop? No. Andy. <laughs> Had Snoop on a record of his really? a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, Andy is like definitely artist deserving wider. Oh God, yeah. Claim and yeah. recognition. He's, yeah. he's oh, just hell. like ten, ten years ago we called him the we called him the best soul singer in Portland. Yeah. 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 Oh, easily. Yeah. He did. He did like. Years and years uh, of regular, was it Sunday nights at the at the candlelight? Yeah. Years. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's brilliant. Yeah. He's brilliant. <laughs> uh, and speaking of vocalists, uh, LaRonda and the Steele family will be back to do a gospel set for That's us. good. That's good. And um, her daughter, Lo Steele, uh-huh. um, Who's got? Who's been making a name for herself as an actress in town, uh-huh. as, as well as a, as a vocalist? She'll she'll be doing a set of her own. That's nice. So that'll be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know those 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 Sundays with uh, Janice and Linda, Gospel Sundays. Yeah. yeah, they were they were they were tremendous. It's quite it's a hell of a legacy, you know, that that, that you have here with this festival. It really is. You know, yeah, it's been really have been so lucky to be, yeah, the sort of the caretaker of the thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope you you never lose sight of that, of how much you've meant to this town. Well, I, I really appreciate it. I yeah. really appreciate that. It's been yeah. it's been an amazing gift to me to be able to do it all uh-huh. this all this time, because I never. You know, I was a newspaper reporter. I know. I was a newspaper guy who kind of accidentally discovered that they were auditioning guitar players when I was doing <laughs> an interview, and I did the audition and 
left my day job and went on the road with the Paul Delay Band. And, <laughs> and, I, and I said, Mom, it's only going to be for a couple months. I just need to get this out of my system. And that, of course, was like 30 years ago. But I, I never, ever imagined that this would be like a stable career path. Well... And, you know, my friends in the newspaper business have all had to reinvent themselves. Oh, of course. Constantly. Constantly. My parents are like, you're doing what? <laughs> I'm joining a blues band. And then, okay, I'm going to book a blues festival in Portland, Oregon. I mean, when I moved out here from the Midwest, from Chicago, I thought, I'm never going to see another. I don't know about moving out here. I'm never going to see another blues band. I mean, that, that's the end <laughs> of my whole blues experience. And, you know, the first week I saw Robert Cray playing in Saks Front Avenue, and I saw uh -huh. the Paul Delay Band playing in The Last Hurrah, and I went, what the heck is <laughs> happening here? <laughs> so, anyway, here I am. There you are. This is like year 30 for me, by the way. Yeah, that's great. Year 30. Who would have imagined? You should you should get a trophy, for Christ's sake. Uh, I think <laughs> I'll get a little paper sticker on my that they'll stick on my <laughs> chest or something. <laughs> I don't think they give trophies. <laughs> anyway. So how is how is like the... I, I know that things were touch and go there for a few years. Uh, are, are you guys solid? Yeah, I mean it's it's been <laughs> it's been. I am just I'm lucky to have such resilient partners. Yeah, Tyler yeah. and Christina Fuller have been uh, the have figured out how to rebound and dodge these yeah. one hurdle after another. Well, I she's mean, a ball of fire. She's yeah. They yeah. they have been great and they have. Um, there's nobody in Portland that works harder than those two. They they really are in the trenches all day, every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I'd mean, like to get her when, in here again. Even, you know, when they were doing those shows on the lot and it was like 114 degrees out. Yes. I mean, Tyler was out hanging the rigging for on those stages. Wow. You know, that was like a week before the event we did instead of the waterfront that year, the lot version of the waterfront. Wow. Tyler was out in the heat putting stuff up. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. anyway. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's been one transition after another. First, trying to figure out how to do the festival without the food bank and all of that right. administrative support and yeah. fiscal support. Right. And then the pandemic yeah. And then now we've we're still emerging from the pandemic. Right. I mean, I think, you know, we had a really good year last year. We still have um you know, a way to go before everything is really feels solid. Yeah. You know. But, but everything um, must feel much more familiar now. Yeah. 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 Well, it's really good to be back yes. in the bowl. Yeah. And this and the city is giving us support. Yeah. Um, we're getting support from places that were, you know, just kind of were oblivious before uh -huh. to what we're up to. Uh -huh. And now now people really understand that this event is important to the city. Yeah. And it's something that the city 
needs to invest in and protect. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it gives the city a good name. It does give the city a good name. Something and, that we um, need. And it brings people into the heart of the city. Yep. 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 And th- so, that's our mission. That is our mission now. Good. You know. Good. Did we miss anybody? Oh, there are more. Yeah, there's a lot more, but, you know, I could keep going. But um, that's the gist of it. Okay. There'll be more announcements to come. Aha. Uh-huh. Shamika Copeland is coming. I didn't talk about Shamika. Oh, man. But she's coming with a special guest that we can't announce for another couple of weeks. Oh. But it'll be a one-of-a-kind kind of pairing. Wow. It won't be seen anywhere else. So that'll be that'll be kind of that'll be exciting. Whoa! When, well, when when do you get to announce this? Um, May fourth, we're going to r- roll out all of the rest of the acts, uh-huh. and also let everybody know what day on the festival everybody's playing. Okay. Up to this point, we haven't told anyone that Buddy yeah. Guy is playing on yeah, the third yeah. of uh-huh. July, for instance. <laughs> Have you lined up somebody to sing the national anthem yet? I have. You can't announce it, huh? That'll be really cool. <laughs> it, it'll be a cool surprise. <laughs> I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> well, just uh, keep uh, keep watching Oregon Music News, and you'll find out. Uh, not you, but oh. I'm talking to the people who are listening. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, listen. This is great. It's always, you know, it's always fun to sit here and run down these things and see what you're doing. And, and yeah, and, and uh, nice how, you feel, how are you feeling about your playing these days? Um, I could probably be playing a little bit more uh-huh. than I am, but um, I'm playing enough. I mean, I, my chops yeah. haven't completely vanished. <laughs> I still f- feel plugged in when I plug in. You know, That's it's good. still I still feel really elated and thrilled that I get to do this, you know? Yeah. And then I've, yeah, I mean, talk about the legacy. I mean, just thinking about playing for four and a half years with Linda Hornbuckle. Yeah. And Paul DeLay for like 20 years. I know. 20 plus years. Yep. And D.K. Stewart. And Yeah. You know, it's really been just an amazing. Invest. Invest. Yeah. Invest. Yeah. Invest. I was trying to explain Vest to somebody huh. recently. <laughs> Good luck. I said, well, you know, he, he at one time in his life, he was chief spin doctor for Shell Oil yes. Company. And they go, what? <laughs> yeah, he wrote speeches for Ken Lay. <laughs> and I said, well, what happened? What happened to you? And he said, well, I quit drinking. And I couldn't do that stuff anymore. And, I'd be, and he just do, dove back into his boogie-woogie piano. Yeah, yeah. He's like the Faulkner of boogie-woogie yes. piano. Yep. He's yep. such an, an yep. amazing orator. Yep. You know? And found all this fame in Canada. You know, when he moved to Vancouver, Van, uh, Victoria, Victoria, Vancouver yeah. Island, I thought, yeah. oh, he's... Going off on an ice floe to drift away, and you know that's the last we'll ever hear of him. Next thing I know, he's won the award not one year, but year after year. It's like seven times he's won the, the piano the award, the Blues Maple Award. Yeah, the Maple yeah, Award. Yeah, I mean, there's nobody else who can touch him up there. Right. Yeah, he's like a he's like a <laughs> big celebrity up there. 
which is uh, well deserved because he's yeah. he's not just a great keyboard player. He's got this whole history and story. Sure, that he can. Sure, nobody can talk about. I remember the first time I, I, I interviewed him. I said, uh, "When did people start that telling you that you sounded like Jerry Lee Lewis?" And he looked at me and said, "Where I come from, everybody sounds like that." <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, I miss him. I miss him. I know, me too. I, I have no, I have no place now to to read Sun Ra poetry in public. <laughs> you know, I've spent a lot of time up on San Juan Island over the last few years because my parents lived there at, uh -huh. at one point, and you know, you could almost throw a stone and hit Victoria from there. Yeah, but you can't get there. <laughs> the ferry that used to go from San Juan Island over to Vi Vancouver Island hasn't run since they shut it down <laughs> for the pandemic, and there's oh, no geez. plans to start it up again. Wow. So how do you get there? You have to drive back onto the mainland, <laughs> dr drive all the way around to Port Angeles, oh which is God. probably four hours of driving, Jeez. three or four, Jeez. and then take that ferry over to Victoria, or you drive up to Vancouver and take the ferry down from yeah. Yeah. <laughs> from there. <laughs> anyway, well, moving to Vancouver, I mean to Victoria, and and marrying Annie was the best thing that ever happened to that guy. Yeah, no, he's it's been great <laughs> for him. Yeah, I've I have been able to visit him up there a couple That's times, nice. and I played yeah. with him on some. Oh, one interesting story. I was playing before the pandemic. We did this. Uh, well, four or five dates with this uh -huh. group of Canadian guys. Yeah. And we're like three days in, the bass player, who I knew was uh, an expatriate from the States, mm -hmm. um, we started talking, and it turns out, you know, I said, Oh, where did you grow up? Oh, outside of Chicago, and blah, 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 blah. Turns out he was in the great class ahead of me in preschool. <laughs> In the suburbs of Chicago. Jeez. <laughs> you had Miss Lund, too? Ah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> All right. All right. Listen, thank you. Thank you for your time. I know, yeah. you, you know it's at a premium for you, and I and, uh, really appreciate it. Always great to see you. Great and, to and as we'd like to say at the end of these, That's Entertainment. <laughs>